Episode 44. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DiGenova. 44 is a master number and how fitting it is to have with me today my next guest. Some people live their whole lives without changing at all. You know, they're the same person when they were in high school to when they're like 50 or 60 years old. And some people, they are not their past. They are totally different. They don't use their past as a crutch or keep hanging on to the story. They use the events that happened to grow, to expand, and to um, evolve. My guest is such a person. She's overcome so many levels of initiation in life and has grown exponentially because of it. She is mastering and has mastered like the 44th episode, her life and all the challenges that she has endured and experienced. So let's meet her. All right. Welcome, pigtail girl. This episode, the stripper who became a nun and healer. But you said something in the intro that I like. I said from stripper to nun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that doesn't mean zero whatsoever. So that's yeah. really awesome. Anyway, great. So I'd love to introduce um, or explain how I met you. And it was, I was reaching, yeah, I can't even speak now. We had the little jibby jibs from before the yips. Um, so, <laughs> So I, um, I was researching for my second book and you came up, The Pursuit of Happiness came up and I'm like, who is this woman? And in an instant, there was, a, there was a, a total resonance there. It was all, you were talking about circumcision and I did a lot of trauma things in my, in my, my, in my second book. First book was my, uh, my journey and awakening to all this stuff. And uh, actually the book's called The Ultimate Journey, Awake, no, not Awakening the Spirits of Podcast, but The Ultimate Journey, An Earth Traveler's Guide to Awakening is my first book. So I came across you and it was amazing. I was just like, wow, finally a woman who gets it. And then, you know, with your, with you, all you're doing that you will describe, I don't want to just say everything in front of you. So yeah, and it was pretty cool. And then we became uh, Facebook friends through the incarnations. Yes, we did. Through the Firm incarnations. friends. <laughs> yeah. And then we just a couple fired thing here back. But yeah, so I would yeah. love for you, pigtail girl, to describe your story and then we'll we'll pick things apart and just have some fun with it how's that sound for you okay that sounds great um i'm british i'm a self-proclaimed british wizard and um i'm very much into the study of consciousness and frequency that's been my guiding force and a thread that has carried throughout my life is that ever since i was young i've been studying the human condition um, what creates it what is my essence what is consciousness uh, what's going on around here. And then that's become a path of initiation for me. And I call it be towards becoming a wizard. And why I call myself a wizard is to me, a wizard is someone who follows the path of initiation. It could be, uh, people call it many other names perhaps. And uh, within that is the healer. The healer is one of my paths of initiation that I follow in this lifetime as many who follow the path of initiation have to go through. Um, but instead of only working on self healing, I've decided to open it up to also help others with their healing and transformation. Um, so I'm very focused on that. I'm very focused on um, the perfection of self. Not that I believe I'll ever make myself perfect, but I believe it's a noble pursuit to at least try to aim to be the very best you can be all of the time. 
And by that, I don't just mean the best looking or the most rich or the most successful. I mean, the best that you can be, the most righteous, taking correct action. The path of wizardry is a path that you have to open up to through stages of initiation of impeccable behavior. So every day you have choices and you have to be able to make the ethical, moral choices to open the universal creative forces up to you to use. So to access, a true wizard can access the etheric untapped resources of creation. So I've got a little fly now flying around me as I say that. A little friend's coming to just add some drama to my story. Yes, little creative being there. Um, <laughs> Not micro droppings, no. but drama. <laughs> That's it. So, so to tune into this frequency of creation, there's this untapped field of energy that a true magi, wizard, Jedi, whatever you want to call it, can tap into. Maybe ninjas even. You know, whoever was in that initiative path where they clear themselves of wrongful behavior. Some people call that sin. Some people call it trauma or behavior that gives trauma to others. You know, right behavior is um, leaving a very small footprint energetically. And everywhere you go, you should be uplifting people and, and bringing beauty and abundance. And when you do that, the creative forces of the universe start to allow you access to them. That's why I call it wizardry, because a true wizard can, or alchemist as well, some people might call it, can access the primal forces of creation, but only if they walk a very strict path of initiation. And that's a little bit what I talk about. That's a little bit what I tried to talk about on my Pursuit of Happiness channel. Right. If, so go if, check if that out, guys. Into it. Go check yeah. that out. Yeah, no, it's, you're in alignment with that. It's there, whether you like it or not. And it's you're in, in, interesting because I'm writing another book and I talk about the initiation, the, the separation, integration, and then reintegration that follows through so many different um, uh, modalities. And yeah, you have to walk the path because then if you don't, you know, the path fractures and spits off to, you know, pot, pit, uh, potholes, pit holes, uh, and, and just you can get led astray very easily. And especially when you become you awaken and you get, um, you know, visions or sounds or whatever, you can get lost pretty quickly because you're in awe of it. And you think, OK, now I'm, you know, I got my I got my stripes. It's like, no, you don't. You know? <laughs> no, you're not. You, you you should never go into the ego. And that's very much the path of the wizard, right. whether you walk it on the right side or the wrong side of the path. And and depending on what side you walk, we'll be deciding what energies you're allowed to access. You see, that's how it works. So if you're walking on that dark side, you're only going to access those lower as Starfire Tour calls it, DMA right. energies, the, 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 the satanic energies, you could call it, whatever you see right. that dark energy as. That's the power you'll be using when you walk that path. But if you walk towards the light, the lighter you become and the more um, mastery you have of self and compassion and love you hold within your creation, then you are allowed the keys to the kingdom a little more, the creation, you know, the energy to the true creative potential, right. which is really the, the greatest um, material for, for creation that you could tap into. Yeah, and it's not like you're, you're, you're trying to um, steal a skeleton, skeleton key. You, you have to earn this. You have to earn it and you have to use it only for the right, for what the divine wants you to use it. So you're not using it for self. No. That's I, the thing. You don't get that access for self. You see, that's the wrong way to look at it. You're getting it because you want to give and create and give and create and you just live in joyful creative service. Then you access it. You can't fake access it. You can't pretend to be something to access it. <laughs> it's, it's there. Right. And many people do, yeah. and that's how they go off the wayside. Now, not, not, yeah. this is not a wayside and non-judgment because we're going to talk about your early 
Um, not merely because I know some of your story just through interactions and, and, and seeing your posts and listening to you a little bit later um, when you were dancing. And I like to share my stories with strippers or peelers. I don't know how you guys call it in the UK, but strippers, we say strippers, yeah, we call peelers, strippers. whatever. Um, I've always been fascinated with strippers for many, many reasons. First of all, the power to seduce the goddess. I was always into the goddess energy and um, the ability to, uh, for, for a stripper to, or, or just an entertainer, whatever you want to call it, um, is to make your living and, and sell the fantasy and let the guy or whoever you're dancing for believe that just maybe he might have a chance with you. I've always admired that ability to have that threshold, knowing when it's going to be, okay, this is too much. You know, give me your money for, you know, you have to make a living to the point of, hey, maybe I got a chance with her. I'm going to slip her another 20. That, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's amazing. And just the, um, the inhibition to go up would be, that, that I've always honored that because I've always been self-conscious of my body through birth because it was a traumatic birth experience. I've never felt grounded or integrated into my body. So that part too. And whenever I would go to establishments, I would always say, okay, who are you aside from all of this? I would want to know their name, what they did. And I got some pretty good conversations and, and, and information, just, just casual. And I've never, I can honestly say I've never paid for a dance. I've had dances, but I've never paid for one. And I'm proud of that. Um, and I had a conversation with one uh, dancer and I says, um, I didn't, I can talk to you like this because I didn't pay. You're not, a, you're not, a, I'm not a customer because I didn't pay for a dance. And then she goes, you're a customer the minute you walk in the effing door. I'm like, okay, well, that's just a matter of opinion, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was, it's just the whole thing of that, the power, the, the, this, and also the, tra the, the tragic side of it is what prompts someone to do that to reclaim a power that was perhaps lost or violated in the in youth. That's the way I look at it. And so I have compassion in that sense and lust, if that makes sense for you. And mm -hmm. also, it's almost like that Madonna Hur thing, but it's not because I'm like, I value you as a, as a sister, as a whatever, in, in our cosmic, you know, family. And... You know, there's no right or wrong per se in your own experience, but there is right or wrong. Like you can't go against gravity or like that because that's you can't just go la 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 and say I'm not going to splat. <laughs> so um, having said that, I'm going to say on it, just a couple things. I had um, I had one um, experience where I had a free dance because uh, I had a hair salon in, in Yorkville in Toronto and there was a famous establishment there. And I would go sometimes and just hang out and have drink beer with buddies. And I got a. Uh, I was there after maybe seven, eight years, and I recognized one dancer, and I went up to her, and you know I was drinking and stuff, and the, the days were was like totally into the kind of lower vibration. I said, "Hey, how's it going?" I won't say any names or where it was. And I said, "Do you remember me?" And she goes, "No." And I remembered her name, and I said her name. She's like, "Come on, you know X X, you know you don't remember me? I was your best customer, and I wasn't." And she felt so bad that she gave me a free <laughs> dance, <laughs> and I, we were bar hopping. And I somehow got an eight ball, not a cocaine, but an eight ball, actual billiard ball. Uh -huh. And I gave it to her. It was almost like the weirdest <laughs> experience. But anyway, so it all had meaning in the moment. Right. And one last thing that I am going to say, share and then you can go on and go for, for a run there is that um, there was one time that I had a dance not paid for again. I knew um, a woman that her sister was a dancer at this establishment and she invited us to come and 
So I liked her sister, the actual, the dancer. So anyway, we went over and with a bunch of people and I was, and I wasn't looking at her. She was trying to get me to go and I, I wasn't looking at her. I was talking to other people. And then she comes over and says, I says, listen, I won't pay for a dance. I'm not doing this. This is just to have fun. And she goes, we respect people like you. And I don't know whatever that means. Um, I have my, my thoughts. And then she goes, let me, let my dan- my friend dance with you for you. And like, I don't pay for it. I never paid for it. Not that I'm trying to say, I oh, don't pay for strippers or just, so a buddy of mine said, okay, I'll give it, I'll give you, I'll pay for you. And she actually gave me a discount when she was trying to negotiate <laughs> to dance for me, her friend. Anyway, Aww. she danced and I said, what, what do you do? Because the, the, here was, it was, um, um, you, I didn't know the rules because I don't know, but you know, in the lap dance in the back room, right? So she goes, oh, you're in for a treat. I'm like, what? Because okay, what do you do? And she goes, you can't touch me here or, or over there. And I said, okay. And the music came on and it was like, anything went. She let me slip a little times. It was like that. And I was like, I couldn't believe how into it. I felt like she was totally in. And then when the music stopped, okay, thanks. Turned it right off. <laughs> and I'm like, F you, but I admire this so much. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my experiences. Uh-huh. Yes, I can totally understand and relate right? to what you're saying. Yes, I hear you and I feel you. I honestly, I do, Frank. And um, well, for me, my personal story of how I got into the whole um, job of it was, again, this the sad childhood. I also had very bad confidence in my own body. I was actually a bit of an ugly duckling when I was younger. I was a little bit overweight and uh, than the other girls. And I never felt like I fit in because I didn't have any self-esteem or self-love back then. So I just only, you know, I, I criticized myself a lot and I had no self-confidence. I'd lost all my self-confidence in my teenagers at school, getting bullied at home, getting bullied and emotionally abused. So then by the time I got, you know, I was a trained dancer. Let me just put that out there. I was a trained, classically trained dancer. I'd went to the Italia Conti stage school uh, where many famous people that you might know go in, have, were, were there when I was there, but I won't go into the list. Um, <laughs> but I'd been, that was my profession, entertainment, singer, dancer, actress, frequency. Again, it's all to do, the music, it was always for me, the music, and just being in touch with my body. It was the only time I felt sort of myself. And I could, for a moment, forget all my insecurities and self-esteem issues, you know, um, when the mirror wasn't there and I wasn't looking in it and I was just dancing for me, you know, that I was so happy and singing. I was always praising. That was my happy place to be. It was my therapy space that I'd created for, for self. Creativity and frequency and singing and movement was how I healed myself, I guess, to make it through the hard times. So music for me was very important. Dancing was very important. And then when I was about 18, my mum kicked me out the house and there weren't very many jobs that I could get that were going to pay well, especially not, I was living in London, London rents and, and life is ex- expensive, right? <laughs> um, you've got to get a job, 600 pound job or 800 pound job in a bar or whatever a month is not really going to cut it. I mean, London. So I'd also had some very bad romantic experiences with men at the time. I remember. So you know how it goes. When you have no self-esteem, you attract toxic relationships, right? You don't think you're worthy, so you attract that reflection that shows you how unworthy you are. So I went through terrible relationship after terrible relationship, very short relationships, but damaging. 
to the point where finally I remember it was all around the same time. It was like this epiphany moment as if the universe was just trying to get me out of this doldrums that I was in. Cause at the same time I was seeking, I was always seeking something inward. I was always talking inwardly, questioning, questioning, you know how you, even though you don't know if anyone's listening, I was always just, what's this, what's this, why is this happening? Um, trying to analyze it. And then this one dude, he just pushed me to my limit. This girl had arrived in my life and told me how they were earning 400 pounds a night in this club, dancing in, in their bikinis, right? I was scraping 50, 80 pounds a night and they were earning 400 and they were there like all happy. And I saw them in Leicester Square in London. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that sounds really good. But oh, I probably couldn't do it because I'm too shy to dance in a bikini. That's what I thought. I just thought there's no way. I, I, I feel mortified just going to the beach and they have to wear a string one like this so I was just thinking there's no way but then I I had this uh other thing going on with this this guy who'd really upset me I'd finally started to see through it you know when you start to have the realization of self when you start to realize what's really going on here and you take yourself out of victim and trying to empower yourself into the the power role I suddenly realized what was going on and he specifically told me I wasn't allowed to go and get that job in in that club and do it so, of course, being the Aries that I am, I had to do the opposite. So I dropped him and I went and I got that job. And I thought, sod it. If they're going to give it to me, if they think I look good enough in my bikini, when I stand there, I'm just going to suck it up and I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get that Conti training that I have the actress in me and at least pretend like I'm confident. You know, I can at least do that. And I thought, if I'm good enough to get the job, I'll do it. So I went, I got my audition sorted. I went for the audition and I got the job. And it was actually the beginning of an incredible healing journey for me. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of amazing soul connections with the other girls that I worked with, believe it or not. There was a lot of sisterhood and camaraderie. And a lot of the men that came into the club, some of the regulars and some of the really nice guys that were coming in became very good friends. I mean, it was we would really talk. We were often very real. There was obviously there was that show stuff going on, but this was a, a club the one I worked in then. Yes. Um, the first club called Chaplins. It wasn't full strip. It was just bikini only. I was they about didn't to say, yeah, you didn't go full, full, full Monty? No, they didn't. At this point, they didn't have the license. So this oh, was okay. a very seedy London club that was run by mafia and, um, uh, uh, they were in cahoots with the police. We know that because we'd always get tipped off if the police were going to come in the club and do a round. We'd all be told the day before they came in. And <laughs> so all the illegal aliens wouldn't turn up for work that night. If the Brazilians <laughs> in nine of them in one flat all working in Chaplin's, you know, <laughs> they'd all be at home <laughs> that night. <laughs> so it was like that. That was my first place. But in this den of iniquity, it was really the blooming of my spiritual awakening, believe it or not. Absolutely, like I can see that. Like I was just standing in my power, in my body for the first time. I felt confident in it. People wanted to pay me money, so I would wiggle it in front of them. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I always thought I was hideous. Just I, I had this such um, body dysmorphia. Yes. I was suffering from that like an anorexic. I had something wrong mentally that I needed to adjust. To and yeah, doing that job yeah helped me remedy it you were talking about how you know insecure you felt in your right, body right. that was was me but i had that that actress training to override it right until you content, became it. you just have to be, yeah fake it till you make fake, it i was gonna I say that it it, yeah that's amazing amazing until i made it so you you got the um because our, our unconscious or subconscious always aligns us to 
um, get what we need, what we lacked. Mm. And that was your approval that you needed, that nourished you and that fed you. And when this one, I want to ask you, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the mafia part, because I was going to ask you, um, how did you navigate through the um, the criminal criminal element, the drug element? I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, I didn't do that. Like, it's part of it, right? And that could take some women down um, mm-hmm. or go, as you said earlier on, the wrong path or a darker path. I'm interested how how that navigated. I know, you know, I always say, you know, cops and robbers, it's the same coin. What side do you want to be on? It's the same vibration. So, you know, tipping off and that it's all it's all syndicate. But how did you deal with it yourself? But this is very interesting question, Frank, because this is very much a part of my initiation and training. Um, I I realized I had a gift like um, someone who would be a good negotiator um, or intermediate uh, intermediary that I could vibrationally match myself and get along with absolutely anyone and everyone from royalty to mafia to criminal to stripper. I found that I had the ability and the compassion in my heart to read people and to be able to communicate with non-judgment and just to bring some level of joy or enjoyment to yes. whatever was going on without judgment. I wasn't there to judge anyone. And that's what I say. It really was for me. I was the nun stripper. Like they right. exist. That was me. I was spreading love, unconditional love. I, I had men that would try to offer me all crazy stuff. I'd always take them to the side and I'd say, look, you seem like a really nice guy. Do you really think it's sensible looking for a wife in a, in a strip joint? I mean, flashing your cash at a woman then asking them to marry. Do, do you think that's wonderful? You're going to attract the right kind of woman, I'd say to them. And I was always like the friendly, take them to the side and give them a nice Sicily talk and sort their head out. And I would, they would come to me to get their head sorted out. And that's a lot of the men that would come to me. They came because I was nurturing. I wasn't yes. one of those hard, brassy strippers, like swearing. I was a lovely, sweet goddess uh, of a woman just offering beauty, feminine charm and, right. and nurturing to whatever was going on. A little bit of beauty in, in love in the moment. I can totally see that. And, you know, empaths, I'm in the same way with when I when I had the salon and I was working and my father opened it up in the 70s and I took it over and he was blown away. And this is the classic empath. He was blown away how I could talk to neurosurgeon clients, to people that are, couldn't scrape two nickels together. Um how do you how do you talk and how do you know like it's almost like I became not a chameleon but I I I, I became in their world and I would actually think differently. I think we just downloaded stuff. It's like, whoa! Like I I was just watching myself asking these neurological questions. To like who the hell you just you just cut hair? What are you doing right? And you know I was even in in, in the days where I was partying and. You know, I don't know where up from down was, but I was always doing that healing stuff too. You know, in, in mm-hmm. those environments, it's like you're 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 parting, but you're you're doing healing work to like it's it's such a a mind fuck, and it's like it's amazing, and that's just you know true empath. I, and I could see you are mm-hmm. true empath. That's why we connected, I think, and I feel actually I should say feel because feelings empath and thinking, um, and. Um, it's the playing the two hats because you felt that pain, you know that pain, and you're like, hey, you know, I'm in, I'm in hell with you, but let's walk out together. I can hold mm-hmm. space for you. Thank you for saying that. And that's and I think that's what I was looking for in looking not to find a stripper. I I I wanted to seduce them myself, saying for my approval. And I was attracted. Um, I was attracting married women. I was attracting like, you know, hired guns. And then when I knew I got them. I wouldn't want them. It was almost like, okay, 
I got your I got your approval. I don't need to do anything. I don't even have to kiss you. Nothing. Just I'm done. So, yeah, that's wild. Amazing. And then. Mm-hmm. So and then, yeah. So from, from when I was at that chaplain's episode, we call it the chaplain's era <laughs> that then changed into the um, cabaret of angels era. So it's so interesting that on my spiritual journey, I went from this hellish den of iniquity, like in the dirt in the mud and then i was like that lotus coming up then i was upgraded to the cabaret of angels now there was no escorts allowed no prostitution no mafia all the drugs were gone and it was a high class establishment that had the first legal license in the whole of london or maybe england to have topless yes um, on stage it wasn't full nude still it was topless but it was the only place and it opened up and i knew i had to get a job there because uh, no one would be going to the uh, chaplains anymore if they can go and see boobies over in the cabaret of angels so um, i got my place in the cabaret of angels i started working there and i much preferred it it was very high class and um we had clientele from all around the world you know hollywood film producers and people from entertainment industry business mps politicians you know we used to see it all in there all every type of person princes you know from saudi arabian princes you know this kind of thing you see it all there together it's fascinating it's a fascinating environment as well as a little peek into all the many colors of the world and as someone who's fascinated with international energy and just wanting to know everything about all different cultures and all different people it's like i couldn't get enough as well so in this environment it was like the whole world was coming into my club and i was there like this angel just on the stage before him but able to just wow wow read all the frequencies and get so much information and uh again just on my initiation path it just brought me again so much energy and positivity and just knowledge about the world how it works you know i, I had uh, it's like being a fly on the wall of of all the big people and movers in the world so we had some really big powerful people sometimes in our club and imagine just that little stripper they don't really pay attention they're just yapping away in front of you about all the stuff i heard so many things and the, it it at a very young age i was no longer a fool about 19 20 years old i knew how the world worked yeah i, I was how, very how aware it really worked. Yeah. how it really worked not not the false facade of how it right. worked. But when i know. saw how the clubs were in league with the police and how there was people from the government they were coming in here and there was the prostitution and there was the drugs and i saw it because i was in that den of iniquity working my little initiation path like oh okay this is how it works in london and i see you here i see you here mm-hmm. then you see them on the telly and you go oh i remember you in chapins yes exactly <laughs> Well, you see them standing for parliament. Right. And, you know, you, you, you see movies and, you know, read alternative kind of um, information of how it really works. Like, and you see how they have a double kind of, they have a facade on, on, on the screen and then, they're, you know, they do their. So having said that, uh, uh, Pigtail, um, is mm. so you go from the lonely older man or desperate man trying to give you some money for whatever to power elite um kabbalish elite whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. um yeah. being a fly in the wall um or maybe a um what do you call it a butterfly in the wall because you were so colorful <laughs> and getting the what, what was the difference i know obviously it's it, it's a it's a different class it's a different power class it's financially it's different but the actual vibratory rate of that how did it differ and how did it, how did you react to the difference of that like what was 
How did you, I know you, you've, you've adopted and chameleized, I'm just going to make up a word. Um, and it was another level of initiation, yes. Now, how did it differ from the poor kind of here? Can you show me your, your you mm-hmm. know, your bum and can, can you, you know, hug me a little bit to, I can destroy you and I can, you know, I can have you killed in, in, in mm-hmm. 10 minutes. How did that, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw, well, I saw, yeah, all the different frequencies of people in there. And let me tell you, everyone, when, when you really, as an empath and, and as they know, you know, I later transformed into an intuitive healer. So I've intuitively been reading people my whole life, but not really realizing what I was doing. So all I was doing often was just completely scanning anyone that I was and just reading them and understanding them. And you just see everyone has so much trauma, pain, suffering, you know, issues, confidence issues. You'd think that the people that were very rich would be so happy, but then you find out that they're terrible drug addicts or they can't get it up or, or, or they're miserable and they're depressed and they, or they've got some illness yes. as well. You know, maybe they've got HIV and, and, and there's just so much going on in the upper classes. Right. Like you'd think they'd just have it all that. Yes. Yeah, some of them are very swanky and confident. And in fact, um, the people who are more like government based or mafia based, they have the most confidence in self. Like, like they're just like, um, you're just really there, like, yeah, the butterfly to please them. So certain people have certain, a lot more confidence in themselves, but I, I would say people in the entertainment field and, and all of those fields, artistic fields and that whole Hollywood vibe, oh my God, there was so much neurosis and and uh, lack of self-esteem and mummy daddy issues and ego issues and completely spiritually lost issues. Yes. You know, um, I remember once um, this uh, Hollywood guy had booked some of us girls to go to a private party. So we would dance in our bikinis and generally make the place happy and nice. And and, and it was just because he had a, a script writer who had a blog. He couldn't write anything. He was in a flump and they were in this massive mansion huge i've never seen such a big place in my life i was just like whoa and it's just like you know the same as if you lived in a bedsit it's just lying there empty pizza boxes totally um depressed on the sofa like perking up now the girls are here some music's on probably he was given some or, yeah. or something you know to get get his uh creative energy going just to give him some some energy wouldn't leave the house you know so it, it just showed me that no matter how powerful or rich or, or whatever when you really break people down there's just this trauma this uh, drama this distortion and and it's it's a human condition that we all share yeah right? and they, they all we, suffer we, from we the four letter it. word with the, the with the f word is fear it's all it is yeah you're they connected with source or you're not connected with source yeah yeah amazing full of fear. Full um, of it. yeah and and even the ones that the government mafia type type, type of, uh, of individuals that cockiness and thing is fear too because yeah why do you have to be like that you know, it's bravado. Right. And what are you compensating for? Mm-hmm. Right. And you can intuitively pick that up and we're going to move on to the next thing. And, and you know, I, I silently cheer you on and laugh and smile inside because we share, I mean, not only with the video of my research for the book, but every time I delve into something, Pigtail Girl is doing a video on it or she's I'm like, how is this possible? Like, for an example, I was, when I wanted to learn body talk, um, I was into uh, um, um, learning, say, K. 
I read the emotional code uh, release technique with the magnets. I did all that stuff, the heart walls, uh, tapping. But what really blew me away was the solfeggio frequencies, the binary beats, the Schumann resonance, the subs. The subs is, and I know you continue doing that, and we'll talk about that. I got a program. Um, I don't forget what it's called, but I make my own subs. And I think like you, you experiment for different things. And... Yeah, so I'd like you to, to continue with that because, I mean, this is, uh, this is about pigtail girl right now. Yeah, but this is also, it's all about frequency. And I think empaths, we are wizards of frequency. I yeah. think every single empath on some level, what I call a wizard, you, again, people may call it another name, that's fine. But to me, <laughs> it's like, you've got to learn how to ride that frequency, read that frequency, and then become a master of your own frequency, then... You're no longer being affected by so many frequencies all the time. You can you can choose what frequency is going to affect you. And that's why I love the subliminals and why I got really into that. As a sound engineer DJ, yep. which um, the, the stripping funded my DJing, actually, because vinyl was very expensive. So I was like, sod the world. I'm going to do my stripping. I'm getting my money, getting my vinyl. I'm becoming a DJ. Awesome. Right? So I did it. So, and all the other girls were like, oh, look at her. She thinks she's going to DJ. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to. I am DJing. Because um, um, it was mainly men that did it. There weren't many females when I was DJing. I barely met any, actually, to be honest. I was always DJing with my male friends. So I was really into music. I learned to DJ. And then gradually I learned to sound engineer. So um, as I started getting into healing and being able to do the body talk and learning about the psychology and all the ways you speak to the body and all of the, the levels of consciousness and in relation to separate issues, you know, that we go through in the body, it then drew me to using subliminals because I can understand how those would bring a positive effect to you. And I think it's another layer. I think it's good when you're healing yourself or balancing yourself. They have many, you know, different frequency things or, or anything that helps you. It could be anything. And then you have a few different things. So I do quite a few different things in my day to keep me um, from losing it in the times of cray cray that we find ourselves in. Yeah. So the subliminals for me was just a, it was a no brainer with all my background in sound engineering and DJing and singing and producing that I would make subliminals. And I wanted to make them myself because um, for, for people who don't know what a subliminal is, it's basically just some frequencies that you choose that um, I always choose ones that will go with whatever condition that we're treating. Say it's confidence, just as an example, helping get over anxiety, feel more confident in self. So you'll do a subliminal for that. You'll find different sounds, frequencies that will help you connect to your confidence and reduce fear. Then you layer underneath the frequency, very inaudible to the conscious mind, affirmations that will suggest i am confident i am confident every day i wake up feeling ever so confident i'm so confident and i'm so glad that i feel so confident you know just like reprogramming the brain to accept this this frequency so um so i i make those i i find i channel into whoever my subscribers are and i try to sense what they want from me this is why maybe sometimes you think i make a video for you and it's like oh this was what i was just thinking about because as an intuitive, what I'm doing is I'm connecting to whoever's subscribing or following me and I'm trying to figure out what's the best way I can serve them and then give them what they need 
in the moment. So that's what I focus on in my channels to try to find what, what does this group that's tuning into me need from me? How can I help them? What can I give them on a frequency level that that's what I can give that's going to help lift them up, that's going to help them succeed because at this time we all need the, we need the light warriors to succeed. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Yes. So I started making my own subliminals. I also wanted to mention because um, I wanted to make them with human voice. I didn't want it to be a robot voice. Um, I wanted it to be true, truly intended um, words spoken with intent and visualization and energetics. And I charge myself up before I do any work and I tap out my cortices and I use my body talk. And I'm, I'm thinking about the healings as I'm saying the affirmation. So I'm encoding them into my treatments. It's like a subliminal with a treatment encoded into it through intention, which you just couldn't get with a robot, right? Well, the robot is so, the AI, which we don't want to be amalgamating with it at all. Never mind the subliminals. There's no soul. There's, right? It's all AI algorithms. Like, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to train your brain to allow a robot to tell it what to do. It's more more than so, we have now. <laughs> exactly. That's why I started oh. my channel. That is exactly why. I didn't want to listen to anyone's subliminals with a robo voice. So I started listening to Sapien Medicine. I think there's one called Quadible Audio. People that lace frequencies and intention into their, their music. I started focusing more on that. And then the affirmation subliminals, I make the ones I want to hear. And I use those ones myself because I don't want robos voice in my head. No, I <laughs> mean, me exactly. We get enough of that through the Wi-Fi and through our gadgets. And, you know, and who knows when you go to a, a site, um, what they're actually embedded, what they're saying. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember one, it was like, um, um, I was I was going through some subliminal channels and I saw one, uh, saw and heard one, and it said this would could, could be one and it was like, it was a satanic voice. It was just a kind of a, a um, um, an example of what could happen. Not that it was, and mm -hmm. you know, not to be in fear because if you're in fear of vibration, you'll attract that. If you're in love vibration, you'll you'll more often attract that. But it was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like, it's good to have discernment. That, discernment that shows is a strong huge. as an empathy. You have to have a strong way chi field. A way chi field yes. is your protective field. So when something damaging is coming in, it will go through the way chi and let you know. Oh, you need to stop and check this. It's okay to be open and loving. It's also okay to go. Oh, stop, check this because right. there are. They're always going to try to get to you if they can. And there's a back door, and there's a side way, yeah. and there's a downward way, and <laughs> always there's always different levels, even different ways, right. right? And when you and when you do ascend. And you and you raise your vibration. There's, there's. I'm not saying there's a negative, but there's more traps there for you because mm -hmm. the whole purpose of us is to escape this matrix. And there's design at every level. There's always a trap that you have to have discernment. And you know, another thing I'd like to, to say is, um, is you think you're healed sometimes, and out of the blue, you know, you've done all your work, and out of the blue, you just get triggered. There's like a somebody pushes a magic button. You hear a word, a smell. Mm -hmm. And your body goes ape shit, and you're like, I thought I, I thought I healed that, and and I and I wrote in my second, I was in my second, I'm working on my course, and I say that you can heal it from your intellectual part of it, but if you don't heal it from the body, it's still there. Mm -hmm. The body never forgets, yeah. and you know, is that what the tapping does? Just kind of say, hey, here I'm here, let's let's wake up, let's talk. Is that is that what what, what it's all about? 
in Baritaka? Yeah, I never yeah, got into in, that in right a way. Time. So in, in, well, with EFT, that's exactly what you're doing. Right. You're accessing energies that are trapped in nerves and joints. But in body talk, it's slightly different because what we're, we're, what we're actually tapping on usually is, yeah, it's to let you know, but it's very specific in body talk. So we tap, first of all, we tap the right and left brain because in the brain, the brain can produce solitons, electrons, and protons in the prefrontal cortex and frontal cortex area, that when you activate, that's the first level of healing, you have to activate the energies and bring it online. So you're saying to this brain and the energies there, get ready. The innate wisdom has already observed what we need to focus on. Now we're doing it. So you're activating this, you're bringing on your healing scanning uh, tool, which is your brain. Then we tap the heart, which is to say, okay, now we're going to store the memory of this healing because we're addressing it body Remember that we, we're releasing this now. Then we tap the um, the navel, the this area here, the belly button area, to say now we're fully assimilating this, you know, energetic we've we've seen. And when you've assimilated it now, you're telling the intestines, you can do your job now. You can assimilate it to get rid of it because that's your full um, um, system of healing. It's the brain down to that heart, down to the digestive systems. And what happens when you have blocked things when your brain, your heart, and your intestines were working together and fully in alignment, your body wouldn't go out of alignment. As soon as there was an emotion, you'd be able to deal with it properly. You'd send it here, you'd send it there, digest it, assimilate it out, it goes. You wouldn't have any problem. But because we live out of balance, we don't have right-left brain activation. We're not fully linked up here, and it's not communicating with the heart down here, and it's not talking to the enteric mind, which is in the belly button. So that's your your system is offline. So body talk is always reestablishing the, the innate natural system of the own body's immune system. So it goes, that's why we do that tapping specifically. But if we want to bring an area in, so say I'm doing the basic tap, maybe I want to tap kidneys too, that will be saying to these energies, look here, there's something here, look here, go here. So you're saying this bit needs to look here. This bit needs to look here and this bit needs to look here. Yep. So if you can tell these three centers to go and look at something, say, this is that, I want that gone. I'm letting myself feel it. Okay, I don't want to feel that emotion, but I'm just going to let it return. I'm going to feel it. Okay, I feel sad. I felt angry. Yeah. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm ready to let that go now from here. Tell the body here, it's there. And then you tap it out. That could be like a quick basic body talk that you might give yourself. Yeah, it's like integrating okay. the three amigos, the three brains, the the, yeah. the mind, the heart, and the gut. Yeah, mind, body, soul, right? Mind, body, soul right. as well. You know the, the the trinity, and and it's all it's all about that uh, wisdom, knowledge, and action. It's it's all it's all um, uh, parallel. And most people um, they don't address the gut, which is I think is probably the most I won't say the most intelligent, but I think it's the most primal brain that we have. And you know, and then we get into the this 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 is good too, but it's just like a it's just a sorter outer, like it's just a mail room person. Like I think the knowledge comes but from the brain. Th- this and the gut. is also the scanner. The yeah. scanner. That's why it's good. It gets all the oh, this yeah. is out. It, it can get it all in. the electrical impulses. Right. Here is storing it. This is the storage gotcha. the memory storage, actually. And then the gut. Yeah. If your guts aren't working, your gut mind, like your discernment won't work, your digestive system won't work, you won't be able to assimilate nutrients, you won't be able to right. assimilate emotions. It's like, if that's all damaged down there, like it's going to be hard to do the healing work because it has to move out, it has exactly. to go down, exactly. it has to come out, right? Amazing <laughs> that you you know the body so well. And, and, and the thing I was thinking about before we even spoke was, you know bodies pretty well. I mean, you dance with one, you you use that as a as a tool. You you're empathic with it, and now you can use all that knowledge, all those initiations, into the 
incredible um, synergistic healing on all levels. And and you know what? Mm-hmm. You're just starting. And I, you're just starting because you're going to get into more subtle um, realms. I can see it already happening. Yeah, and it has, you know what, Body Talk, if, if your listeners don't know what that is, I suggest they go and have a look um, at their website. I believe it's IBA dot something. Um, I can't remember the ending, but it's the IBA, International Body Talk Association, because it really is a paradigm shifting um, modality. Um, I mean, honestly, forget Reiki. Reiki is nice. All these things, these people love to get into because it's easy. It's quick. Body talk, you have to study a little bit. It's not so quick and easy. Someone doesn't do some signs on you and bingo, you go. You have to get the right left brain going and you have to learn some basic principles of the body, how it works and how consciousness works. And so it's an initiation in itself. But if you use body talk and you learn to do it as a practitioner, it it can be also if you go and get healings done, but you'd have to get them regularly. I'm saying like regular, like a haircut or a massage. But if you're doing it as a practitioner, it is a spiritual journey because the more I heal my own consciousness and and get in touch with innate wisdom, which is really taking you into your higher self, the more I do that, the more I'm going into bliss or joy, or I'm, I'm feeling myself opening up because I'm at the same time healing others. I'm healing, I'm healing myself yes. because I can't give to others unless I'm in a balanced state of being. So I have to work. Right. <laughs> I have to heal self. You can't heal another unless you've healed yourself. Otherwise it's the theoretical mind stuff and it's not, you have to go. That's why you can, being an empathic, you've been through a lot of shit when you were young and I have too. That's why we can relate to people on such a multitude of levels. Speaking of levels, I believe that and no disrespect to the Reiki world. I mean, I'm a Reiki master, blah, blah, blah. You know, me whatever. too. I'm Reiki yeah. master here. <laughs> to me, to me, that's an initiation in the early stages of awakening. And I think, you know, everybody knows Reiki now. Now they're throwing the symbols out on, on, on online. It's like, you know, it's not the be all and end all. And I find that it's very depleting. Um, I've learned so many healing modalities, um, um, you know, doing ascension stuff, galactic stuff chords, energetic blocks, curses, all this stuff. And, you know, and then recently I just had a certification in Qigong. And I, what I like about Qigong is that's not depleting. You you make sure your energy is intact first and you don't just go like lay your hands on. It's like, I mean, there's a place for Reiki and I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing it whatsoever, but it's but almost the, like... The trouble with Reiki is when someone is maybe a, um, an ad- addict or they've got entities att- them they haven't done any healing you see them in thailand giving healing seminars you know and then they're getting drunk all weekends and having terrible relationships and then they're going to come and give give you a hands-on healing let's plug into that they're going to put their energy onto you that wonderful uh, yesterday you saw them blind drunk running down the road screaming at at someone and throwing bottles the next day they're doing reiki on someone see there's no spiritual unless you're on a spiritual path the nun path that we were talking about the the nun but if you're not on that path, you can only give what you you have. Yes. So the thing of qigong and body talk is you have to walk the path of hard work. It, it, nothing is quick and easy that's worth uh, any value Agreed. in life. Agreed. And yeah. um, if you can have someone who is a fantastic Reiki healer, but that will only be because they've done some work on themselves that has led them anyway to be a gifted energetic healer. You could have someone else who would just be passing their entities and addictions down through the energy into you. You know, you have to. You have to be people very don't mindful. like to think about that, but you have to be careful. You do, and it's happened to me like many, many years ago, and it's like. Um, I remember having having um, uh, an ailment, just a pain, and 
someone offered and I was more, I was naive I wasn't like you know boundaries and all that stuff and you know approval and all, all those things and a woman that was kind of sketchy but you know she 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 laughed and she was a there was a cafe next door to the salon and she just appeared you know with a dog a white dog like she looked like she was like you know Queen of Sheba type of thing and um, I was complaining about something not whining or complaining but I was just saying because I was we were talking back and forth we had a, a common hallway in the back and we we're just always bickering not bickering but sharing back and forth and this woman said, oh, I can help you. I'm like, okay. You know, like stupid, right? She put her hands on me and I was sick for days. And I learned, um, even, even I learned boundaries. I learned not everybody's going to touch me because yeah, exactly. I just plugged into her bullshit, her, her entities, her addictions, mm-hmm. her fears, her, her guilt, her, her obsessions. And, and when I do any healings, I make sure that I go from spirit to soul, to spirit of the other person and to soul. So there's a filtration system there where I get out of the way. And if I don't feel right, I'm not even going to attempt anything. Um, there's a point I wanted to make that I, I, I just see if I can remember this. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say about that, but I'm very mindful of who I touch. Oh, and I've learned about boundaries too. Um, I used to come in with people. I mean, I, I have a hyper kind of charismatic uh, when I was younger and, you know, I numbed it out with alcohol during my teenage years, but I've got this ability to kind of get into space and expand my energy and in the life of the party type of thing, the, 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 the hooligan, the, the fun guy. Meanwhile, I would come home crying and I'm, I'm like this clown everybody loves. And it's like, I'm like, I'm going to have to kill myself, right? <laughs> when I get home, um, is, um, people's space and boundaries. I used to come in hot, like too strong. And I used to impose, I used to rape people with my energy. Now it's like, I'll look at someone and I'll kind of mentally talk to the subconscious, say, hey, am I, am, I, am I okay to get into your space? You know, when you're in a subway, you know, you just shrink your space down and you, mm-hmm, when you're doing on mm-hmm. the, what do you guys call it? The, the, the tube, but no, subway. Yeah, we call it subway or tube, you know, yeah. the underground. Right. And, you know, everybody's <laughs> kind of like condensed their aura. Nobody wants to get yeah. in. You prepared it. But when you have close talkers, when you have people that are invading your space, that to me is a violation. And when you get into becoming an empath, you you know people's energy energetic spaces, and you don't violate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, wild. It's a sacred space. It's yes. a sacred space, and and no real healer would force themselves on anyone, and they especially wouldn't work on anyone if they weren't in the right state of mind, as you said. Right. If I'm not in the right state of mind, I don't. I can't do sessions, so I have to cancel any sessions I would have if I'm not able yes. to do it and that's being because i have to be able to yeah i have to be able to actually go into something in body talk we call the zone which is just like you said you're gone out the way and you're now you've got to go completely like a pendulum so you can talk to innate wisdom and get the answers and scan you can't think scan you can't do it with the brain so the thinking little self has to move out of the way and you have to access the higher self to then scan it and you just observe and report yes. it without any manipulating it in any way or any feelings involved or any expectation of what it's going to look like. Yeah. So, yeah. And also with the, the healing what I, in body talk is also the healing is really coming from the clients. It's not coming from any energy outside of the client or bringing it um, through my body into them. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's actually the innate wisdom is just being told to telling me what it is that's um, that I can observe that the body's systems can't quite figure it out. So the innate wisdom knows what's going on. You see, so you can go to the higher 
motherboard go oh what's going on so then you go oh translating it down here because there's a missing link right so you're like yeah. oh there's this 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 and now we're just going to go at this it's going to be better like you then you know how to correct it and it's like you're just the body of the client is in control all of the time of the session it's never me i'm not really doing anything i'm just a conduit a puppet to, just a yeah, i'm a conduit holding space that's all you're doing there's nothing nothing to it more than that there's no motive there's no there's no intention there's no ego it's just and that's a true healer not just like you come hither like oh my god and i find a lot of the the, the earlier on when people are awakening um they have this come hither i will heal you type of thing it's like well no <laughs> um so yeah i'm just we're coming on to 50 minutes i usually keep my podcasts to um under an hour <laughs> if i can um, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, we can wrap this up. Because, you know, it's not, not all drives and, in, 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 you know, uh, journeys are this long. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love I love that we shared and we finally connected. And yeah. is there any, any kind of things you want to add just before we go, before you, you, you say all your details? In, in, uh... Oh, I just, my, my main message really is that, uh, that I hope I can pass on to people is, yeah, just how powerful... They truly are underneath it all. If you take away the the drama, the dross, the trauma that you've been through, and you really could see who you really are, the way I see people when I look through them, you know, it, if you could see your true beauty and power, you, you'd just be so grateful every day. You'd be celebrating. And I know that's it, it's easy to say. And of course, I'm not always feeling joyful and leaping around celebrating. But when I'm in that down state, it's connecting back to that simple thought of who I truly am and what I'm connected to that reminds me to be grateful and celebrate when I'm in that down space. And at this time, a lot of people have been in that down space. So I just want to remind people that they're wizards too. Everyone's a wizard. Everyone's got the divine spark in them. And um, yeah, find, you can find some help with my subliminals. If you feel a little down, you need some, some lift up on subliminal junkie. Um, do do that because they do help if you feel find yourself in a slump and you're finding it hard to connect to that joy, you know, or that celebration or that gratitude or any of those, uh, you know, higher states being. So I want to touch and reach out to those people who, who are feeling down. And just to remind everyone to never forget their true power. That's amazing. So where can the listener, listeners, and um, and your and your listeners, well, they know you already. Where can they contact you? You said um, um, uh, Subliminal Junkie is one is on YouTube. You, you okay, want to yeah. fire so, out all your all your uh, all your links and details? Yeah, yeah and then we'll just... yeah, because a lot a lot of my details as well you can find on my YouTube channels. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I've got a little bit of frog in my throat. I'm just gonna have a water as well. There's a meme for that. <laughs> yeah. I know you love memes. I love memes too. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just say to your listeners, if you love memes, definitely follow me on Facebook. Absolutely. I'm at the moment queen of memes. And I want to say, actually, <laughs> why I do that. It's because I've been banned and canned so many times off social media, but I need to be there for my tribe because I'm working my magic with Starfire Tour and my OWOL group through facebook we're spreading the frequency within the beast that's what people have to understand i've always been sent into that belly of the beast to spread the frequency but at the moment because you can't really talk about anything really I've, i'm just putting memes memes sexy memes funny memes wizard memes cat memes it, it's just all about the memes because you can convey higher frequencies joy mirth uh, and i just thought i'm just going to focus on that i'm just going to focus on lifting up the frequency 
every day through social media, not not moaning and trying to drop you the, the red pill and, and, yeah. and just doing your head in, you know, with truth, because everyone's got enough doom and gloom right now. I mean, yeah. people are nervous. They're up and out, man. They, they need some lifting you up vibes, you know. Absolutely. So if you like memes, you want to be lifted up, get yourself over to what I offer. Facebook, you can find me, Electra Fireness. You will see this on my YouTube channels. Grace Hope, you can find me as, but there's many Grace Hopes. But again, um, or Frankie can put the link here. Um, you can find me on YouTube, the Pursuit of Happiness um, channel, and Subliminal Junkie on YouTube. That's with a J-U-N-K-Y, so Subliminal Junkie. Um, that's where you'll find all my free healing subliminals. You can also listen to the amazing podcast that I'm honoured to be doing with Starfire Tour about all things paranormal, aliens, ETs, time shift, timeline edits, sightseeing predictions all the weird woo woo stuff you can imagine if you like that kind of thing definitely check out the time chronicles that i also do on youtube with starfire tour and um yeah if you want to just reach out and get in touch with me for healing sessions you can find my calendly link that i will provide with this podcast if uh, frank wants to post it or again you can find it on my facebook page or my youtube channel just uh, calendly.com slash I am pigtails, I think, or it might be pigtail girl. I'll have to check that one because um, I just on copy paste it. On, Calendly, on I have a for booking for booking feelings with am, me. If people, I am pigtail girl, like, I think. Oh, the Gmail is I am pigtails yes. at gmail.com. But if people want to get one-on-one -on -one healing sessions with me, they have to book it through my Calendly um, um, link. So that's why I do my tarot and my healing. I do it through my Calendly. So I think that's covered everything. I didn't forget anything. No, if you, you no. know what I'll do? Send me the other links and then I'll just put them into the into the show notes. Oh, right, my dear. Excellent. This was awesome. I loved it. I mean, yeah, it's been a long time coming. and Yes, it has. This has been fun. It was really fun. Thank you so much, Frank, for everything. And for finally getting to speak to you and hearing your wonderful accent is just uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Love it. Since, uh, since the UK is older than North America, I'll take it's our accent. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I could have speak like this because my first language was Italian. So um, yeah, that's great. So thank you very much, um, Pigtail Girl. And um, yeah, so thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DiGenova. And until next time. Thank you for listening to The Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. And you can also visit my website, the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude. <laughs>